Well, welcome to the Gym Owners Fitness Business Podcast. Today's episode is proudly sponsored by Upshow TV, Active Solutions, and Fibo USA. Today, I'm speaking to Yvonne Micklin, President and CEO of Aquila. Aquila delivers on-site health and fitness management. Good morning to you, Yvonne. Hi, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. And we were speaking offline just a few moments ago, and you were telling me how you've had an incredibly busy Monday. Yes, you know, Monday is everyone's favorite, so I'm glad that uh, I've saved some of my energy so we can, you know, continue <laughs> and well into some fun stuff here with fitness and well-being. Absolutely. Now, since 1994, Aquila has grown to be one of the world's leading commercial and corporate health and fitness consultants. Now, you must be very proud of that. Yeah, you know, this year we're celebrating 25 years anniversary and, uh, you know, the industry being evolved uh, for many years. It's, uh, it's, it's great to be still in the game and still delivering things, you know, on the forefront. And don't those, those years go really quickly, don't they? It's almost like you wake up one morning and you go, wow, I've been here for two decades. I know, you know, uh, just yesterday we were, you know, 25 years old <laughs> and here we are, <laughs> not anymore. So you are absolutely right. Now, tell me a little bit more in depth over the last 25 years, you, you work with, you know, in the corporate sector and you work on facility management, health management, well-being and lifestyle, technology solutions, and you did an incredible project with the University of Pennsylvania. Um, one of my first questions to you is, what do you do when people are starting up in business? How can they come to you and get some help? So I think um, being an owner of a, of a starting business myself, um, I think it's very important to have somebody that has a lot of experience uh, on your team. And by having a lot of experience, I think the uh, prospective owners can minimize their fact-finding uh, areas that might be you know, troublesome for them in terms of success. So I think that one thing that we definitely offer to customers or people that come to us um, trying to put concept together is the 25 year experience that somehow somewhere down the road uh, this is what we learned and you know this is going to succeed because of this because of that so i think that's very important to bring to the table i mean do you feel it's getting more difficult for people to start up business and become successful um, in fitness industry, you know, things have changed a lot. You know, 25 years ago, we had really large clubs. They were, um, they were always uh, delivering core services, very solid performance. You know, fast forward 25 years now, you have a lot of experiential fitness uh, areas where you have a lot of um, brand disruptors, a lot of smaller people coming to certain areas and, you know, zero in on a certain, um, certain niche, um, you know, such as cycles and souls and, you know, we know all the names that are on the market right now. 
So it's it's really not difficult, you know, to get into the new business. I think there has to be a very solid idea, um, and it has to be implemented well in the area of competition. I mean, you've been in Miami, obviously, you know. I mean, it's your hometown. Miami is your hometown, and you've yes. been in business for 25 years. Just yes. talking about Miami, what's the biggest change that you have seen in the last 25 years? You know, um, the 25 years, um, I think it's really shifting from large clubs to smaller um, experiential fitness centers. So, you know, 20 years ago, you did not have boutique-like fitness training experiences. You only had a really large club of 50,000 square feet with basketball court and swimming pool and, you know, 5,000 members. And you really didn't have smaller clubs or smaller studios. And now you actually do. Uh, Miami and South Florida is full of smaller Pilates-based, yoga-based, cycle-based, CrossFit-based, um, everything you can think about uh, as a experienced smaller boutique fitness center. That has changed. I mean, Avon, is the demand there in Miami for all of those boutiques? It is. Um, and the reason is that people in Miami, compared to the rest of the country of the States, uh, really are here for the experience. Um, and I'm using this word again over and over <laughs> uh, because that is the key word. It's experience. Uh, people are looking for experience. They're not looking for a gym. They're looking for service. They're looking for customer service. They want to feel good. They want to meet people. They want to make friends. Uh, they want to have an entire experience. And that has been Miami overall with our real estate, with our tourism. Um, and I think that's why that has grown here exponentially. I mean, I can hear in your voice that you're very passionate about Miami and I can understand why. I mean, I've never been there, but I've been looking at what I'm going to be coming to in the next couple of weeks and it just looks absolutely phenomenal. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, Avon, obviously, you know, for these boutiques to be successful, technology, fitness technology is very, very important and it plays a large role. What does Aquila do in terms of fitness technology, how do you help business owners with fitness technology? Yeah, you know, you have two different paths in technology lines um, in the fitness business. I think one path is your business path where technology has to be there for you to run business, meaning uh, money collections, appointment setting, um, any type of reviews, any type of merchandise sales, point of sales, and things like that. And we work with large national um, software providers to integrate those uh, solutions for the owners, prospective customers. And then the other line in the fitness um, like the clubs and fitness business uh, is something that most of the clubs sometimes don't do, um, and that is the, um, the technological aspect of fitness education. Uh, meaning where people can do their own health assessments, risk assessments, have the uh, online training, uh, perhaps video demonstration, 3D video demonstration of exercises, something that they can report back to the trainer, something that is led um, with some sort of a system of uh, reports and, and miles. And that is something that we offer as well as a private label and then as a um, Aquila label. So we do have a 
entire suite of uh, technology solutions that can take clubs from online personal training to um, health risk assessment, well-being education, prizes, contests, challenges, um, and that is technology engagement. So what is the most popular fitness technology trend that you're seeing at the moment when you're working with your clients? Um, I think the most uh, popular fitness trend right now is definitely your ability to self-guide uh, yourself a program and visually see your program um, on your mobile phone. So basically um, something that you can follow that is fits in the palm of your hand as you go to the club, you can put it on the treadmill, you can put it on the floor, um, any type of um, classes, uh, which is remote classes, um, you know, Les Mills has a great um, product out there, which are classes that you take on your phone wherever you are. <laughs> so I think that's very important um, right now that people are looking for that self, um, self-sufficiency sometimes. Uh, I was in the hotel the other day um, uh, just doing some work and I was watching a, a, a guest that came overseas from another country and, you know, he was doing Tabata and he had his phone on the floor and, you know, Tabata, you know, sounded bells and things and I thought about, wow, you know, he's doing a group fitness class by, by himself in an empty hotel room. Um, so I think that is technology that is, that is really hot right now and I think that's going to be more and more hot, you know. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, as a club owner myself, I constantly see members coming into the club when the staff aren't there. So we're obviously a 24-7 club and they're coming in with their phones and they're setting up their little circuits uh, in the group fitness room and they're doing right. their workouts, yeah, to the programming. Um, and if you had have told me 20 years ago that that's how we were going to be in 2019, yeah. 2020, I would have gone, no way, no way. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's incredible, isn't it? Um, you know, Avon, you you wrote a fantastic article back in July this year about self care being the new fitness focus, and it's obviously you know becoming the new trend. Um, can you just tell me a little bit more about your thoughts on self care? Yeah, you know, self care has been always there. Um, obviously, we as a club owners. Uh, can never have enough time to attend to all of our members. And I think self-care has always been there, an important integrated part of service offerings where, you know, we we try to um, show and show members different ways that they can do certain things that do not involve fitness staff or fitness members. Um, and I think that's that's very you know, that's very important in these days because, you know, we're dealing with limited resources many times and we want our members to um, get as much as help as they can. You know, when I used to work for Cigna Corporation, which was the uh, largest wellness, in, you know, uh, uh, one of the largest insurance providers in, in, in the United States, um, and that was back in 1997, <laughs> Um, you know, for self-care, we had we had a whole panel of um, brochures where people could uh, take brochures, learn about certain conditions, learn about certain um, 
areas of concerns, high blood pressure, cholesterol, uh, diabetes, etc., um, educate themselves on those important things. And, and those, those were always present. Now, that was in 97. Of course, 20 years later, we have much more um, bank for, for the buck. What, what, what would you say as far as the ability to deliver these uh, self-care programs? And I think today, uh, with the use of technology and non-technology services, I think it's, 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 it's part of, it should be a part of every fitness center. And, you know, like, as I, as I wrote a couple of months ago, you know, the article, the, the self-care, you know, it is active recovery, you know, which is really something that, um, you know, members can attend programs such as yoga, you know, tai chi, swimming, guided stretching, you know, resistance band. I think when I was working in New York back also in the 90s, we used to have only an AI active isolated stretch class and you know not many clubs had programs like that back then it wasn't really um, it wasn't there so now that you know the as, as society we're involving into more of a inner look in, inside of ourselves um, we're you know dis- discovering these other areas other than just running on treadmill and doing cross trainer uh, or lifting weights, they are also very important um, in circling the whole lifestyle circle of, you know, one's person. So, obviously, you know, there are also passive recovery uh, self-care ideas, which, you know, are your facilities. So, massages, steam rooms, saunas, and spa services, and those are still very popular. Those are, of course, reserved for larger-scale clubs. Uh, this is where we are moving away from the boutique. Boutique type of clubs don't have that ability. Um, but, you know, the, the, the studies have shown that combination of these passive recovery elements, such as, you know, taking a steam room after workout or getting a massage once a week or once a month um, or even spending time in sauna or getting another spa service um, has a really important a component in relaxation response and, again, your entire uh, lifestyle span. The things that have really um, became um, new, I guess, over the last 10 years or so, are really forefront um, classes like guided meditation. And those guided meditation can be um, also done in, in groups uh, or via um, phones or apps. Um, it was very... Um, it was very well received. Um, and then, of course, um, you have the, um, the lifestyle education component, which is really um, trying to involve trainers uh, in promoting the positive cell image and wellness through behavioral education, um, you know, getting enough quality sleep, the recovery. We always focus on training, training, and training. And only within the last 10 years have we really focused on recovery, um, which is a very important part um, of the lifestyle. And, you know, just little things like that, like weighted blankets, you know, natural supplements, meditation apps, improving sleep. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, products on the market right now that support these areas. Uh, sleep apps, you heard about it. Um, people are measuring, you know, making sure they're getting seven hours sleep. You know, many people don't get seven hours a night of sleep, barely five or six. 
And, you know, that's really important in your recovery. And I think, you know, moving to 2020, you know, the fitness trends, um, I think it will continue. You know, the rise of self-care, um, it will continue. Um, you know, for the last few decades, I think look at the next 10 years, technology, you know, self-care will be even become more important at the, at, you know, as the next generation of tech savvy, you know, millennials or post millennials <laughs> begin seeking, you know, their, their own version of wellness. I think, um, I totally agree with, you, you know, self care and recovery is becoming extremely important. What I'm noticing is that, you know, five, six, seven years ago, everybody sort of got stuck into this high intensity interval training. Right. Yeah, because yeah. it became such a trend on the front page of glossy magazines and everybody wanted to look like those guys and be part of that culture. And I think what's happened is everybody, not I shouldn't say everybody, but people have gone in and they're doing the high intensity interval training, but they haven't looked after their body through the process. You know, they're going yeah. to one or two classes a day, seven days a week in some cases. And what's happened now is a minority of those people have become injured and therefore they've had to, you know, go to the halide health, um, professionals right. for, you know, for physio. And so what's happened is that generation from six or seven years ago and now our consumers are the demanding self-care, demanding recovery. And that's why I think it's going to be a really important aspect of business. And this is where I think, you know, apps and also programming in clubs is going to become very important that we are able to deliver recovery classes, stretch classes, you know, and the, yes. med the yes. meditation. Um, yes. and I, yeah, and I know you agree with that. I was talking to somebody uh, just a few weeks ago and I said to them, why are you doing meditation on a, a fitness app and not going to the classes? And they said to me, I'm too embarrassed actually to go into that community where there's 10, 15, 20 people sitting there doing meditation. I want to try it on my own at home first and then when I get the confidence, I'm going to go into that environment. And I thought, that's really cool that we are actually able to offer people meditation on apps, recovery yes. on apps. Yes. Yeah, so yes. that then they That's feel, yeah. yeah. People yeah. are very shy. And like you said, you know, they're really shy away of being a part of something. So, you know, you couldn't do this 10 years ago. You didn't have app, apps for meditations or listening to the ocean or listening to the rain falling. You know, those things are available now. And I think it's great. Because people are using them, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get people to use this. And we're making people think in a more positive manner that meditation and recovery is an oh, cool, cool thing to do, as opposed yes. to 10 years ago, it was like, oh, no, I'm not going to that. You know, only the nerds I, go. Uh, I know, that. Right. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's so true. Um, listen, Avon, you and I are going to both be at FIBA USA, obviously in Miami, and you're sitting on the Ignite roundtables that I'll be hosting and emceeing, and um, you're going to be running your own roundtable with people such as uh, Emma Barry, who will be doing one on Badass um, Boutiques. That's her separate workshop, and she'll be hosting a roundtable on positioning yourself as a leader. Then we've got Erin uh, Kelly will be there from Brick Bodies, and she's doing um, making people 
not to be afraid of change, which I think is a really great round table because we all know change is, is uncomfortable. And then we've got um, an Aussie coming in, Owen Bowling, who's going to be hosting his round table on video marketing. Your round table we're going to be, well, you'll be hosting will be on self-care. But what are some of the other tools that you'll be offering those people sitting at your round table over the 90 minutes, and of course the round tables do change every 20 minutes, what will be some of the tools that you'll be offering those that will be sitting there listening to you? You know, I think the most important thing that you know I will be bringing is really the uh, integration of well-being services into the regular market fitness centers, because I think that is being missed the most. Um, that is where we are talking about self-care strategies, Retention, meaning, you know, how do we keep people engaged in programs other than just running on treadmills and cross trainers? And, you know, the whole lifestyle aspect of programs. And that's what I will be doing uh, at the front tables. And, you know, FIBO USA, this is their second uh, convention. How important, because we've all been new kids on the block, how important yeah. is it for fitness business professionals, both club owners, personal trainers and suppliers to get behind FIBO USA and support them? I think it's very important. You know, the fact that FIBO is not a convention that is just two years old uh, overall, you know, that is a, one of the largest trade shows in, in the world for, for a long time from, from Germany. And, you know, I remembered when I was 25 that, you know, FIBA Germany was a huge successful show and I'm very, very happy that actually this is available in the States so that um, potential, you know, attendees don't have to endure the trip, you know, to Europe or on the on airplane where this is available in their backyard. So I think FIBO brings an, an enormous amount of experience um, in fitness, even though this is their second year in the United States. You know, I'm looking at FIBO as a, a pillar of a long-term, you know, a, a convention experience uh, from Germany. And um, it's, it's, I think it's very important for people to be part of the, the process. Yeah, I think FIBO USA is offering new culture and community to the fitness business industry. And it's great to see large suppliers like Active, MyZone and Evolt and, of yeah. course, Aquila getting behind the brand. We have a new era of fitness business professional coming through the ranks. And I believe that FIBO USA is going to accommodate all of these fitness business professionals. I certainly look forward to meeting you in Miami, but do tell us, Yvonne, where is the best place for people to get in touch with you should they want to make a time to speak to you at Miami? Yeah, you know, I am presenting at FIBO. I will be there every day. On Wednesday, I'm part of American Fitness Forum with my colleague, Herman Rutgers. And I'm presenting on um, how to uh, engage well-being programs for high profitability in your commercial clubs. And on Thursday, I am doing um, roundtables that you just mentioned with your colleagues and yourself. <laughs> and then on Friday, I am doing um, a really unique, you know, session um, uh, that's, that encompasses my 25 years in industry. 
And I thought that well, that's a really interesting. I think there's going to be more interactive um, interactions so that we can learn from where we were 25 years ago, where we are now, and you know what's happening, where we're going to go. So I'm really looking forward to that workshop as well, which is going to be on Friday at 1 o'clock p.m. So it's going to be a fantastic time, FIBA USA. Um, as you heard, the Health and Fitness Forum is on Wednesday. It has some absolutely incredible speakers. The expo and then the rest of the education component kicks off on the Thursday, Friday and Saturday. If you're looking at registering to get on board with FIBO, do jump across to FIBOUSA.com. The schedule is up there for everybody to read. I've had an absolutely fantastic time speaking to you this morning. As you heard, Avon is from Aquila. They are located in Miami Beach. And I do definitely recommend that if you're looking for um, some help on facility management, health management, well-being and lifestyle technology solutions, do get in touch with the team. I'll drop all of their details in the bottom of their podcast. Otherwise, Avon, until we speak again, stay safe and have an absolutely fantastic day. And thank you for joining me on the Gym Owners Fitness Business Podcast today. No, thank you very much, Mel. I'm looking forward to this trade show as a you know Miami native, and we're looking forward to connecting with you and the rest of the group. We're going to have a fantastic time. Thank you. Yes. Thank you.